Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, October 30th. On this date in 1974, Muhammad Ali knocked out George Foreman in the eighth round of a 15-round bout. The fight was known as the Rumble in the Jungle. On this date in 1975, the New York Daily News ran an unusual headline, Ford to City, Drop Dead. It was a story about President Gerald Ford saying he would veto any proposed federal bailout of New York City. And for your morning, y'all, trivia question, on this date in 1938, a radio broadcast of a play called War of the Worlds caused a national panic because people thought it was a real news broadcast about an alien invasion. Can you name the famous actor-director behind that broadcast? I'll have the answer coming up. But first... Let's get a look at that Monday forecast over at the First Alert Weather Center. And good Monday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Silva. Near record highs this afternoon. The record high temperature is 85 degrees. We'll be close to that. Some patchy fog this morning and then lots of sunshine today. Warming up the temperatures very quickly. The record high goes all the way back to 1949. Tomorrow, Halloween, most of the day is going to be dry. We have to keep out, especially keep an eye out very late in the evening hours as kids go out trick-or-treating. Inland areas may be a couple of showers that sneak in here. Tomorrow still mild in the 70s, but much, much cooler. By the time we get into Wednesday, highs only in the upper 50s with morning lows in the 30s on Thursday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. This morning, city officials will celebrate the groundbreaking of a new bridge connecting West Ashley and downtown Charleston. It will take place at 11 a.m. at 25 Folly Road. The city says the bridge will provide a safe way for bicyclists and pedestrians to travel across the Ashley River. Now, the city of Charleston was first awarded a grant for the project back in November of 2019. New this morning, the city of Charleston mayoral candidate William Cogswell is criticizing Mayor John Tecklenburg for how much the project is costing taxpayers. Cogswell said in, uh, in part, quote, I support this project, but now more than ever, I believe money matters. People have grown numb to large amounts of government spending. But if a project comes in 350 percent over budget, we owe taxpayers an explanation. Cogswell went on to say that it was Tecklenburg's responsibility to prevent the project from tripling in price. South Carolina's five women senators received the honor of a lifetime this weekend. Last night, they got the John F. Kennedy Profile and Courage Award in Boston. That award is given to public servants who make decisions regardless of personal and political consequences. The five senators are of differing parties and political views, but they came together to reject a near-total abortion ban back in April. They are Margie Bright Matthews, Mia McLeod, Sandy Sen, Henry Gustafson, and Katrina Sheely. Social issues have never been a strong leading part of my political party unless they were fighting against them. But real people need real issues, and real issues sometimes are social issues. When the issue of a woman's right to make a choice with her doctor for her medical health became a legislative issue, it was time to stand up and tell the legislature to stand down. The senators say the political courage they showed should be the norm, not the exception. 
The first time, Johns Island's residents will have a city council member that represents them. This comes after some people living in the area advocated for Johns Island to be all one district. And today, the nonprofit Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach will host a civic engagement event that will allow the community to engage with candidates running for District 3. The event will provide community members with the opportunity to participate in an open discussion and hear from each candidate about their plans to shape the future of Johns Island. Live Vibes, Destiny Kennedy joins us live from Johns Island and Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach. So, Destiny, what inspired this historic change? Good morning, Shelby and Nick. Last year, the city of Charleston underwent a redistricting process. Before the redistricting, Johns Island was part of a larger district in West Ashley, and it did not have the population to be its own district. Organizers tell me residents felt underserved and unrepresented over the past 10 years as John Island has seen extensive growth. The Johns Island City Council Candidate Forum will provide a space for community members to come together and actively participate in the process. The candidates running for redistrict District 3 are Stephanie Hodges, Bill Anton. Cheney and Jim McBride. They will be in attendance today to share their platforms, discuss key issues, and address the concerns of the community. Attendees will get to write in questions, and each candidate will get a minute and a half to answer questions with 30-second rebuttal to those questions. Jeremiah Husser, Executive Director of Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach, tells me the community is looking forward to this event. The community has been excited that we've created a space for them to come in and have their voice heard. Uh, and so we expect uh, a large crowd to be here because this is going to be historic again. This is the first time that Johns Island is going to be represented on council. And we wish, just wanted to be a part of that. The Cancel Candidate Forum is tonight at 6 p.m. here at Our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach. Reporting live in Johns Island, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. All right, Destiny, thank you so much. Again, that event is starting at 6 this evening at our Lady of Mercy Community Outreach. Live Five Zone and McGill will be moderating that discussion, and you are invited to attend. South Carolina Governor and current GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley is making a stop in the Palmetto State today. Haley will be at the State House to officially file for the South Carolina Republican presidential primary ballot. She joins former President Donald Trump, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and businessman Vivek Ramaswamy. The deadline for the candidates to appear on the ballot for the state's Republican primary is tomorrow. To file candidates, do you have to turn in paperwork and pay a $50,000 fee? Haley will sign her name to the ballot at 9.30 this morning. After a year of renovations, the Charleston County Public Library will reopen the Village Library in Mount Pleasant today. The branch closed in October last year as part of an ongoing $108.5 million project to build five new libraries and renovate the existing branches. It received an interior refresh, including new paint, carpet, and furniture. Village Library will reopen its doors this morning. You're invited to attend the ribbon-cutting ceremony at 9 a.m. You will also have an opportunity to meet the staff, explore the branch, and a whole lot more. The Dorchester District 2 School Board will get some new information on the rezoning school attendance boundaries tomorrow. Officials say the purpose of the rezoning is to relieve overcrowding at several schools and to accommodate for the rapid growth within the county. A board workshop is set for 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon in the administrative office in Somerville. 
As part of the approved rezoning process, the district is providing opportunities from November 7th through the 14th for you to ask any questions that you may have and also provide feedback. Hundreds gathered at Riverfront Park over the weekend for a community walk raising awareness for suicide prevention. Our Caitlin Ashbaugh heard from those in the low country who have personally felt the impacts of the mental health struggle. Events like this one often bring up mixed feelings for local volunteers who have personally felt the impacts of suicide. However, they say it's all worth it if that means lowering the risk of another loss, honoring a loved one, or bringing awareness to prevention resources. A group of nearly 600 people showed their support at the annual Out of the Darkness Walk, hosted by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. The event features dozens of local mental health resources and commemorates those lost to suicide through a butterfly release and honor bead ceremony. Each guest is encouraged to wear a special colored necklace and represent their connection to the cause. This includes military and first responders, relatives and friends, those dealing with a personal struggle, and more. AFSP statistics show suicide is the 12th leading cause of death in South Carolina. This is why the group has been conducting national walks like this one since 2004, this one being seventh out of 10 walks to take place this year. With the necessary resources and support, the group says it can be preventable. And they walk up and they see all these other people who are here that are in support of them, in support of you know what they've been through, and that, like I said, you can get the hug from strangers. Um, it's just very uplifting, and I think that people really find a lot of support, and they just have that hope, like I said, and they know that they're not alone. For more information on the resources, both close to home and nationwide, you can head to our website at life5news.com. In North Charleston, Caitlin Ashbaugh, Life 5 News. At the beginning of the show, I told you that the 1938 radio broadcast of the War of the Worlds had people thinking aliens had really landed. The man behind the broadcast, which caused an unexpected panic for its realism, was none other than Orson Welles. Celebrating birthdays this Monday, Happy Days actor Henry Winkler, the Fonz, is 78. Actor Harry Hamlin is 72. And actor Kevin Pollack is 66. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great start to your week. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.